Hello and welcome to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I'm your host, Katie Saltzman, personal trainer, nutrition coach, entrepreneur, creator, and expert in teaching women how to take back control of their health, their mindset, and their happiness. Most of you know me as a nutrition coach, but this podcast and this platform is going to be so much more. This is a place where I want to be able to talk about it all. Yes, of course, health and fitness, but also relationships, social media, adulting, hormones, just life. I want this podcast to cover all the ups and downs, and I want you to know that you're not alone. Ultimately, I'm here to give you the confidence to break through what's holding you back, to embrace who you fully are and show up authentically in life. Because life is messy. It's not perfect and it's not meant to be. So grab your wine, a drink, or if you're like me, that chocolate or that ice cream, because it's time to take our stories and the things we go through and make them our superpower. It's time to laugh, cry, learn, and understand that we are all in this together. So let's dive in. I've been getting asked to speak a lot lately on self-worth, on body image, on falling back in love with your body again. I've been getting so many questions on how. Is this even possible? The answer is yes. It's 100% possible, and I want to dedicate this episode into diving into that. By the end of this episode, I want you to feel like you have a direction on where to go to start to fall back in love with your body again. But I want to be very clear that Falling back in love with your body again and getting your self-worth back and starting to have love and respect for your body. There's a big misconception in the industry that this is all sunshine and rainbows, right? You see like hashtag self-love on Instagram and on TikTok and it looks like this beautiful thing. And having love and respect for your body does not mean loving the way your body looks every single day. And I want to be so clear about that because I think there's this idea that we have to love the way our body looks every single day. And that only contributes to the feeling that something is wrong with us because we don't. And I want to first say that nothing is wrong with you. You are human. You are 100% human and it's the most beautiful place that you can be. That's an unrealistic idea. Just like we have these unrealistic ideas on how our body should look, that also is. It's ebbs and flows. It's a roller coaster. It's 100% possible. Coming from somebody who struggled with body image issues and body dysmorphia for most of my life, really until I was 30 years old, I've come out of that. Am I grateful I can sit here now and say I love my body and I love what it does for me every single day? Yes. But that doesn't mean I love the way my body looks every single day. Trust me, I started my cycle this morning. I'm not looking at my body like, wow, what a gem. It doesn't work like that. And I want to explain this to you. But I want to start from the beginning. So at some point in our lives, we stopped loving ourselves, And that's a crazy thing because we didn't come out of the womb hating our body. When I was a kid, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but when I was a kid, we didn't, I didn't even really think about my body when I was a young kid. And then at some point in our adolescence, our high school years, whether it was after high school, we learned that our body was not normal. We were conditioned from magazine covers, from diet culture, from the way our parents spoke to us, the way our parents spoke to their own body, TV shows, movies, that our body was supposed to look a certain way. 
we were never told that like our body gets to be different and it gets to look different. And guess what? That still means it's so freaking amazing. It was your body is supposed to look this certain way, this thinness, this level. And and here's what's crazy is that even the magazine covers that we looked at, Cosmo and swimsuit editions and all these different things, they don't even look like that. These are filtered images, but we had the expectation in our mind that our body had to look like that. So over an extended period of time, we've just been consuming these images and this rhetoric and the way that we speak to ourselves and we've conditioned ourselves to hate our body because it doesn't look like that, because it doesn't look like this unrealistic picture of what we think bodies should look like. We didn't grow up in a society now where they're normalizing normal bodies. You know, for my niece, she's nine years old. She's seeing women on the cover of magazines of all shapes and sizes. She's seeing bodies that look normal. We didn't see that. We saw like stick thin, perfectly filtered, smoothed out images. And then we're looking at our body like, what the hell is wrong with me? Why do I look like this? Why can't I look like that? And this is a huge part of diet culture and part of the way we behave. So when I talk about extreme dieting, when I talk about binge eating, when I talk about emotional eating, this is a huge piece of it is the way that we've been conditioned. The reason we want these extremes, the reason we go to these diets is because we hate the way our body looks right now and we want it so badly to change that we're willing to do these extremes. We're willing to take these detox pills. We're willing to skip breakfast. We're willing to overexercise our body. We're willing to completely restrict, probably only to binge. We're willing to do all of these things in order to achieve this perfect look, but it's getting us further and further away from one, what we actually want our body to look like, and two, living at peace with our body and living in a body that we love and respect. And most women can't imagine living in that realm. So one of the questions I ask women is, when they sign on with coaching with me, is tell me about your relationship with your body. Do you know I've, I've asked hundreds of women this, and there's never a single person that has said, I love my body. I love the way my body looks. It's great. I'm just looking to make these improvements. Every single person I talk to is, I can't stand the way that I look. I can't stand the way that I look in clothes. I look in the mirror. I want to cry when I look at my body. I don't love myself. I can't remember the last time I loved myself. We're constantly wanting to change our body. And I don't think that it's, I don't think that wanting to change your body is a negative thing. Uh, You've heard me talk about this on the podcast before, before, that I don't think that, I'm not against wanting to have body goals in any way, but I'm against disrespecting your body to get there. And I'm also against that being the only thing. Because when I first started coaching, I was like all about being a macro coach, weight loss. That was all I really truly preached instead of the other things. And guess what I saw? A lot of women losing weight and still hating their body. And now that's my biggest fear as a coach, to get you to where you want to be and you still feel the same way about yourself because that is absolutely what will happen. Who you are right now is who you are 10, 15, 20 pounds down from now, 
the weight loss doesn't change the way you talk to yourself, the way you speak to yourself, the way you think every day, the way you treat other people, the way you judge yourself, the way you judge other people. All of these things relate back to our body image and that doesn't change with weight loss. What changes is when we start to dive into what actually is going on and then the weight loss actually becomes easier. When you can tackle the physical and mental, the, the sorry, when you can tackle the mental and the emotional, the physical actually becomes super easy. So when I talk about wanting to change the conversation around health, it's not just physical. I want to change the way that we speak to ourselves. I want to change the way that we view ourselves. I want to teach, teach, change the way we teach our kids to speak to their body. Like, I want to change the conversation around health because it is so much more than physical. And the mental and emotional part is the part that we don't ever tackle. We just push it down and push it down and push it down, even though that is what is actually going on. And I want to say something, and I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but this isn't like, I'm not trying to be morbid here, but nobody ever went to a funeral and was like, wow, that person really stayed fit their whole life. Wow, they sure had great muscle tone. That's the least important thing about you. The least important thing. That is not the impact that you make on people. But we spend our life obsessing over that number on the scale, obsessing over the way that we look, missing out on life, missing out on events, opportunities, treating people in our lives different. Missing out on building beautiful relationships because of the way we feel about our body and the way that we feel about ourselves. And that's not what people love about you. It truly isn't. You spend every single day at war with your body. You don't live and that, that makes me, as I'm recording this right now, it makes me want to cry. It brings tears to my eyes because I know how that feels. That was my entire 20s. I spent comparing myself to friends, not hanging out with people, not building relationships with people because I was so self-conscious about the way that I looked, missing out on going to beaches and parties, wanting miss, and honestly treating people different because of the way that I felt about myself. I was one of the most judgmental people because I judged myself so much and I was at such war with myself. Um, and then I realized that that's actually not what people loved about me. And I want you to realize that too, because your weight is the least interesting thing about you. Let me tell you what's interesting about you is the way that you light up a room, the way that you bring people up, your laugh, your jokes, your sense of humor, the way you can connect with people, how amazing you are. These are all things that have nothing to do with your body. Like, and that's what, what I want. It's a hard shift to make. Because we're conditioned that our weight is our worth and our body is how worthy we are. But until we break that conditioning, that's all we're going to think and that's all we're going to feel. So it takes recreating a new, a new pathway in our head, right? This conditioning is the hardest freaking conditioning and I'm going to be so real about that because it's not like it was a habit that was developed a year ago, like, oh, like, for example, I've gotten back into a bad habit of scrolling. I was doing really, really well for a while. And the last couple of months, I've sort of let it take over. That is a bad habit that was developed, you know, in the last couple of months. Going to be easier to break. 
This is conditioning that we have had our whole lives. So it goes a lot deeper. It's going to take a lot more practice. It's going to take a lot more grace with yourself. And guess what? It's going to take a lot of failures before you feel like you're actually winning at this. But it's 100% possible. And it's the best thing that you can put your energy into right now is the way you feel about yourself because it impacts every aspect of your life and it has been holding you back your whole damn life. And I refuse to let it hold you back anymore. I refuse to let it. So like right here, right now, we are going to start to shift this for you. So a couple of things, when you're recreating a new pathway and a new conditioning, and I think I've talked about this in a different episode, but I really appreciate this analogy. Um, I'm trying to think of what coach said this to me. Um, I guess it doesn't even matter, to be honest. So if you think, I want you to think about a massive snowstorm, like the biggest freaking snowstorm. And if you look out into a big field and you're wanting to go for a walk, so you have like acres and acres of land, but let's say it snowed two to three feet. So everything is like crisp and clear and you have to create this path on your walk and it's gonna be kind of hard, right? So you create this pathway in the snow and then let's say winter just started. So every day a little bit more snow falls and a little bit more snow falls. You're going to take that same path every single day because that's the easy path. It's the easy way to go. It's the smooth sailing. You've created this path and you just know you know how it goes from start to finish. So think of that as your past conditioning. Think of that as what you do on autopilot every single day. If you don't if you want to go for a walk and you don't even want to think about it and you don't want it to be hard, you your body wants to keep you safe because that's what our body does, even though it it has negative safety mechanisms, it's trying to keep us safe. It's why we do all of these things every single day. So we go into that same path every day, day after day, but this is month after month and year after year. And then I want you to think about after snow is falling, after that path has been created and that path is so easy, but it's taking us to an ending that is unhappy every single day, day after day. Creating a new path is scary as hell and it's going to be a lot of work right? Just like it was with that first path, only it's probably going to be harder because every single day you have the choice to go down that new path. You have the choice to go down that old path as well, right? The old path is going to be easier. The new path is going to be a lot harder. And the first time you go down that new path, it's going to feel awkward. And that's what it feels like when we think about self-love. It's like, this feels awkward and I don't love myself and I don't like what I see in the mirror, so whatever. But every single day, if you choose to go down that path, if you choose to at least try, even partially go down that path, it is going to become easier. And eventually you are going to pave a new path and that is going to become who you are. But the problem is we're never patient enough with that new path because it's hard as hell and it feels awkward and it doesn't feel safe and we don't know where it leads to. But the only thing that we know is that the path we're going on right now is leading us to absolute hell and turmoil inside and in our brain. And we know that's not the ending we want. So it's worth a try and it's worth a shot and it's worth practice and practice and practice. You're teaching yourself how to walk again. You're teaching yourself how to love your body again. And that takes time. So just know that 100%. And the first thing I want to say 
while you're recreating this new pathway. Like I want to give you a couple of things that really helped me along the way and a couple of things to go with because I could sit here and give you an inspirational talk like I have for the last 10 minutes on how important it is to love your body and how it impacts every aspect of your life and it's the reason you are not getting to your goals. The reason you're not getting your goals has nothing to do with macros or, you know, calories or anything like that. It is because you are conditioned to feel a certain way about your body and you wake up every single day believing that. So I could go on and on and give you this pep talk, but I want to give you some really tangible things to be able to start to shift the way that you feel about yourself. So number one, I want you to give yourself permission to be human. Give yourself permission to be human. That means you're not perfect and that is okay. We are not meant to be perfect. You being imperfect actually makes you so damn beautiful. It makes you unique in every single way and that's why people love you because you're imperfect. Give yourself permission to be human and all of a sudden, like like as soon as I said that, my shoulders relaxed a little bit. Like, oh my gosh, it's okay to be human. We are all human. And it's okay to show that. It's actually the most freeing thing. I used to be stuck in this massive perfection mindset where I had to show up perfect every single day. The more I started showing up human, the more authentic I was, the more goofy, the more free, the more joyful, because I released the idea that I had to be perfect. And releasing that idea and giving yourself permission to just be a human is step one. Step two is going to be understanding how to work through the emotions that we're feeling, how to work through negative body image, because most of the time we just sit there with it. And that those thoughts dictate our actions, dictate our beliefs, and so on and so forth. Um, Tony Robbins says, your beliefs have the power to create or destroy. And these are things that are going on in our head every single day, and they are destroying us. But what if we use them to create a new version of us? What if we use them to create that next version of us that we want? That help, happy, healthy, confident, the version that brings other people up, including themselves. Our beliefs have the power to do that too, but it's shifting those beliefs from negative to positive. And this is what takes work. This is what takes practice. Again, you are learning how to walk. So there's a couple of ways you can move through these emotions to start to shift them. So emotions will shift, our nervous system will shift through movement, through going for walks in the sunshine. You know me, I love dancing. I'm telling you three minutes of dancing will completely shift the way that you're feeling about yourself. And then like watch yourself dance too. This is something that I've started to do is watch myself dance. And instead of trying to dance like somebody else, just sort of do what your body, what feels good to your body. When you're trying to emulate someone else, it always feels awkward. When you're doing what feels natural to you, it's a really cool, fun thing. So through movement, through breath work, I've talked about breath work many times in my podcast. Breath work is super powerful to shift your emotional state and also to shift your nervous system. And then the third thing is shifting your environment, shifting the place that you're in. Are you sitting on the, on the couch scrolling through social media? Are you sitting there comparing yourself to other people? Are you sitting in the kitchen right next to something that might be a massive trigger for you? Shift your environment. That doesn't mean you need to go to the gym and crush a workout. Would that be helpful? Sure, that might be helpful. But you could shift your environment by going for a drive and putting on your favorite song. Again, going for a walk outside shifts your environment and it gives you the movement portion. 
maybe shift your environment to something that feels good. Like maybe you have a project in your house you want to do. So you go in the basement and you start working on that project. All of a sudden, your obsession with how you feel about your body is shifting. We're shifting to something else. It doesn't mean it goes away. It's how do we put it into something where we shift our environment to a more positive belief that gets us away from the negative emotion because that negative emotion will only sit there and manifest and our actions will follow with that and typically it's self-destructive behavior and that's what we want to avoid because that only cements our self-worth and our self-love even more. The third thing is I highly suggestion, highly suggest you start to be careful with what you're consuming and who you're surrounding yourself with. Like what are you doing every single day, day after day? The first thing you open up in the morning is it social media and the last thing before you go to bed. Because let me tell you, social media was a major trigger for me. And all you're doing is repeating the same behaviors over and over and over again and cementing those beliefs in even harder and harder. So what are you consuming? And then who are you surrounding yourself with? Because really, like we are what we attract. And the more that you emulate more joy and happiness and acceptance into your life, the more you're going to attract people like that. If you feel like you have friends that are bringing you down, um, just it could be friends, it could be family members. I mean, I always know I, I walk a fine line when I say family because obviously what we have in life is family. But sometimes it's important to set boundaries with those around you, especially if you're having a lot of negative conversations or you're surrounded with women that are constantly talking down about themselves and their body. It's important to get in the room with people one step ahead of you. Get in the room with people that um, are working on the same things that you are or start to shift the conversations with the people around you. Set boundaries around what you want to talk about, what you don't want to talk about, and then also start to have deeper conversations that have nothing to do with your body. These things are going to make a massive difference and it's not going to happen overnight, right? But the more that we can start to recreate that new pathway, shift our environments when we're starting to have these negative thoughts, starting to set boundaries with what we're consuming so we can actually have conversations, have normal conversations with our body without all of the busyness coming in, we're going to be in a much healthier position. And I think the last thing that we can do is start to practice the way that we speak to our body. I want you to start to focus on what your body does for you instead of how it looks. Because the body positivity movement can feel very awkward. When you're sitting there looking in the mirror like, I love my legs and I love my cellulite. It's like, well, do we really not? No, I don't feel that. So it feels very awkward. But start to shift to body neutral statements. And this is something I like to practice with my clients is body neutral statements focus on what our body does for us instead of how it looks. So for example, I love my legs because they help me run. I love my legs because they help me squat this much. I love my arms because I can hug people with them. The When, it start, when you shift the focus to what your body does for you instead of how it looks, it takes the obsession away from your body. And you start to focus on everything you are instead of every way that you dislike that your body looks. Because a lot of times with body positive statements, we're only pointing out our insecurities. And then they're just sort of, it's, it's a revolving door, right? Over and over again, we're saying that and we don't feel it either. So there's this massive disconnect. 
But when you focus on what your body does for you instead of how it looks, this is a really, really beautiful practice to start to earn love in your body again and to start to not relate to to your worth to a number on the scale or how your body looks but instead of relate your worth to what your body does for you and then also what you offer other people because I can't say this enough your weight is the least interesting thing about you and I want you to really commit to this journey of falling in love with your body again because that is what is holding you back. The mental and emotional is holding you back from living in a body that you love and being able to live life every single day. And this is conditioning over a long period of time that we're working against, but it is the best conditioning that you can do to recondition your mindset. It's worth it. Every step of the way, it's worth it. And there's going to be ups and downs, but I want you to know that I believe in you because you deserve to live in a body that feels good. You deserve to live your life and to release these chains of this body image that has been holding us back for so long. And I'm so excited for you to step into this next version of you. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you like this podcast, leave me a review, and share it with any women in your life that you think need to hear it. If you don't already follow me, go over to Instagram, search Conditioned by Katie. Make sure you follow me. You're part of this community. If you're interested in working with me, look, I have so many different ways you can work with me, from one-on-one coaching to small group to master classes that I host and everything in between. The best way you can find out What's going on in the Conditioned by Katie world is to either follow me on Instagram or sign up for my newsletter on my website that's going to give you all the updated info and a lot of other fun things every single week. But look, I'm just so happy you're here. I'm happy you're part of this community. Keep showing up, keep growing with me, and keep being you.